AKA Padres, what is happening? We're talking invincible. The Philadelphia Eagles. Mark Wahlberg, Vince Papali, a local legend. Is he really a local legend? Well, you guys would know. I'm the guy from Philadelphia. Let's get into it. Episode 621. This is a movie I've been waiting over a year to bring to your attention. Let's go. Just right off the bat, we have a movie that made double its money. 30 million spent, 60 million returned at the box office, 2006. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg is all over the advertising and the poster for this movie. The golden glow of the movie poster portraying Vince Papali holding the ball, running into glory while he's doing his rocky run in the streets of South Philly off of Packard Ave. People, there's so many sites in this movie I can walk to right now because we live in Philadelphia. We live in Philly day and night. I love this city, and this movie is a trumpet for this city because, did I just say the city is a trumpet for the city? This movie is a trumpet for this city because it really is the underdog story. The saga of Vince Papali, it's, it's Philly. Now, did this movie... Do what everybody wanted this movie to do. Okay, so here's here's the dream. You spend thirty million, okay, and you get back a hundred and thirty million. You get a hundred milli because this movie inspires so many people. It goes on, it goes forward, it sells the DVD, it keeps going even to the, to this day. There should be like Invincible at the art museum projected, and all of Philly is just there to watch it. These were the hopes and the dreams. The idea of this movie becoming a real-life Rocky story is, look, people, Rocky is legendary, Rocky is Philly, but there is some something of a content mining to the real-life Rocky or something similar to get some of that hype. Should Vince Papali or Vince Papal get a, uh, a statue? Yes, because I do feel like this is an absolutely inspiring story. Especially how it's portrayed and, and delivered to us. It's mythic. And because of that, we have a great movie. Now, why is this movie in Thanks Flicking? Why are we discussing this movie? Hey, it's Monday Night Football. Eagles Chiefs playing tonight. Okay, yeah. I timed it. But why is this movie significant? And why am I thankful for this movie? Directed by Erickson Kaur. And Erickson Kaur is a cinematographer. He's done a lot of movies you heard of fast and furious i'm looking at you daredevil i'm looking at you as a follow-up and i would say like a, as a thank you we're going to give you a shot again uh he his follow-up is the 2015 point break remake uh which i also like but what do we get from movies uh, by former cinematographers? Uh, Jan DeBont, uh, right? Bo, Bo Welsh, I believe, from Men in Black, or, or was he a, a set uh, director? But the cinematographer bleeding into a directorial uh, debut, uh, it's not uncommon. Uh, I, I do believe that there's a lot of overlap because the, the lighting guy is like you're yeah like he's on set as much as anyone else uh, might be on set more than some people because 
they work magic with those lights. And lighting is something we even, I don't care, we can watch and read books and do all the documentaries on cinematographers. We still take it for granted. But the reason why I'm thankful for this movie, it's not the content. It's not that it's, it's inspirational because I, I believe it is. Hey, people, we can go down Brawl Street right now and see Eagles shirts. Yeah, this movie hit the Philadelphia lexicon with Elizabeth Banks with her South Philly accent pronouncing Eagles as Eagles, okay? With that said, I had a revelation when maybe the second time watching this movie, uh, thank, uh, you know, when when uh, I first started binge-watching things on Disney+. Plus. And, and again, thank you, Disney+. Plus. Thank you for being available. Here's the revelation. Can we have a great movie? A movie that, that's a masterpiece. The categories for a masterpiece. It looks fantastic. I believe the characters. I follow the story. If it's a period piece, do I believe it is of the period? Am I pulled into the movie? Am I sucked in? Do I root for the hero? Do I know what the villain is or what the obstacle is? And overall, am I enjoying myself? Am I getting educated along the way? Everything I just listed off gets checked. So you might say, well, Pete, that could be like any movie. The quality could be so-and-so. I And I do agree with you. The quality could be so-and-so. But here's the big idea. And, and I believe this is a part of my commentary on the fall of film culture and the fall of criticism for film. We only associate great directors with great movies. Isn't that wild? It's such a break in the uh, the process of absorbing a movie. See, here's, here's what I'm saying. What if you have a movie just by lack of labels? Let's just say we label the movie as a so-and-so movie. But everything else hits. But the movie's so-and-so, meaning uh, you're just not into it. It's not great. It's not awesome. It's not cool. It's a so-and-so movie, but everything hits in that movie. Well, at that point, you have to say that that director is a great director. He's one of the best directors uh, to, for 2006. Great direct, directorial feats. Invincible should be listed, but it's not because we'll get the top-down movies that got five stars, four stars, double thumbs up, triple thumbs up. You guys follow me here, right? You get the movies with adulation, and then we're told those directors are great. But we don't have an eye to determine what a great director does by the quality of the movie and separate ourselves from what happens in the movie and where we are as an audience member, even though we can to enhance it. But let's just say we didn't. Let's just say we took away what we think the story should be. Let's say we t take away how we feel the movie should be. And we look at the movie for what it is. And therein, we have a lot of great directors out there that just don't get the hype they don't get the attention because invincible didn't make a hundred million dollars because invincible didn't change the world because invincible didn't replace rocky 
And those are weird standards when determining what great direction is. People, this movie opens with an incredible montage. And I am so critical of modern-day period movies. Okay, 2006. I get it. A little bit of time ago. But this movie opens with a montage that puts us into the era. And irrefutably, as the movie marches on, we know the timestamp. Mark Wahlberg has his back up against the wall perfectly in this movie. We are with him on every step he has towards hope. And we feel for him every single time we get a setback. Vince Vermeil, portrayed by Greg Kinnear. Vince, uh, movie trivia time. Name me another actor portrayed that portrays Vince Vermeil. Dennis Quaid, American Underdog. We did that movie last year. Vince Vermeil, I believe, has been live action portrayed three times. I'm forgetting the third one now. But we're echoing some of Vince Papal's plight with Dick Vermeil because he does take this team to the Super Bowl. But we're echo now. We're echoing. So now we have two underdogs, and it's it's great. The business of football. The culture of South Philly at this time. People, I'm not joking. There's so many times I watch this movie. I just see my father in this movie. I just see him. I don't know why. I just say to myself, this this is the stuff he told me about. This is what it felt like. And imagine that. And imagine being that accurate. And someone a world away can watch your movie. And they hear the echoes of their father. That is direction, people. This is environment, world building, whatever you want to call it. But we are in this movie and we believe the things in front of our eyes. And because this movie didn't become a uh, Forrest Gump level underdog masterpiece or whatever, you know, like we, we, we have to ignore it. And then all of a sudden, Erickson Core can't be labeled a great director. He deserved more after this. And it's it's sad that he doesn't have much of a directing career. He did a movie called Togo. Never heard of it in 2019. And to be announced, Hounds of War. Uh, I don't care. Uh, I guess he is cinematographer for that. So, people, that is it. Now, he's got a career. He's did TV. He's, he's multiple movies. He's born in Honolulu, Hawaii. I give him credit there. But people, I am thankful for Invincible because it did open my eyes to the thought that great directors are not attached to great movies. Uh, we have to think beyond this as critics. And, and uh, I'm grateful. And, and I've been saying that a lot recently. But I am grateful to bring this idea to the forefront. And, and if you're hearing this, uh, you have to pull it into other areas. Does a great book mean a great author? I don't think it does. I think you have a great author and, and, a, and, a, and a bad book. You can have a great director and a bad movie. You can have a bad plate and a great restaurant. We have to be able to dissect and look at the elements of what comprises of the world we live in. Again, the world is built. It wasn't just born when we woke up. 
Invincible will forever be my example of this. And because of that, I am nothing but grateful. And I'm, I'm happy to drop this on Eagles Monday Night Football Monday. Come on, guys. Uh, I, I, I don't care, Super Bowl or not. I just want them to win. AKA Pat here, rocking and rolling. Guys, uh, we got, I guess we'll do like maybe another Thanks Flicking movie after this for uh, 622. I don't know what we're doing with the, the 31 Days of Dread wrap-up episode or the, the Thanks Flicking uh, intro episode. It looks like we just blew past that. But I do want to bring you the other guys and, and talk to you guys uh, about... Uh, <laughs> I want to bring you the other guys and talk to all of you. Uh, just really about my experience with that movie. Uh, it is deeply meaningful. And, uh, you know, again, I just want to document it, bring it to you guys. And, and hope that you find something similar that, that me and my friends found and, and other guys. Um, having movies to share with the ones we love, friends or family... Uh, it's significant. So that's going to be episode 622. Guys, I love you. Rock and roll. And, ju and, yeah, and ju just remember, we're not hostile here. We're just trying to do things right. <laughs>